0: October third, and that's Welcome a big back point back that Letitia James West. make. Letitia James earlier today sent a letter to the judge presiding over the action. The judge, of course, is named Judge Arthur Engoron. And in this letter, New York, York it, Attorney lost General lost Letitia James says, "We need to hold an immediate status conference to address the fact that Donald Trump and these other defendants have filed completely false and bogus and frivolous, frivolous responses to the law." suit that the New York Attorney General's office is filed. New York Attorney General mm-hmm. Letitia James explains that you can just look at Donald Trump's previous deposition testimony and other statements that they've made, and Donald Trump is denying allegations that he's admitted to in other proceedings. Also, New York mm-hmm. Attorney General Letitia James points out that in Donald Trump's filings in this action, as well as the filings by some That's of the right. other defendants, they claim they don't have the record knowledge over very basic facts like who controls the Trump organization and when was the Trump organization incorporated and where is the Trump organization located? New York Attorney General Letitia James says clearly they know that information and they have to answer that. So what is New York Attorney General Letitia James asking for? She is asking for sanctions against Donald Trump, against the other defendants in that action, but knowing The conduct of Trump and these others in litigation where they try to drag it out and delay, delay, delay. New York Attorney General Letitia James says, look, we need to hold a status conference immediately. We need streamlined and expedited briefing here to make sure that they're not going to continue to make a mockery of these proceedings. In addition to monetary (laughs) sanctions that New York Attorney General Letitia James is seeking, she's also seeking other forms of sanctions that, look, if Donald Trump and these defendants want to play stupid games, let them win stupid prizes, and there should be penalties. For example, if they claim that they don't know where the Trump organization was founded or who controls it, your honor, you should treat that statement as an admission that they are admitting to the falsity of, of the conduct that they've engaged in, that they're admitting to the fraud of the conduct that they've engaged in. And look, already in the special proceeding, Donald Trump has invoked his Fifth Amendment rights over 400 times. That's an admission as well. So admissions on top of admissions, meaning the Trump organization is in for a world of hurt when this case is set for trial October 3rd. And that's a big point that Letitia Uh, James makes in her motion, which is, look, we want to make sure we keep this trial date October 2023. We know they're going to try to play games to drag this out. That's what they're doing. Thank
1: you, Ben exclamation point he took the fifth Trump took the fifth 440 times the frequency of chaos chaos exclamation point
0: countenance this conduct at all, Judge Arthur Engeron. So let's just go through the filing right now so you can see it, but that's the basic summary there. So pull up the filing. It says the following, Dear Justice Engeron, the Office of Attorney General writes to request a pre-motion conference concerning its objections to the verified answers filed by defendants on Thursday, January 26, 2023. So what does that mean? That means that the complaint was filed By the New York Attorney General's office, the response is the verified answer. Why is it called a verified answer? Because it has to be filed under penalty of perjury. That's why it's a verified answer. And here, what New York Attorney General Letitia James is saying, we are objecting to the verified answers, the bogus verified answers that Trump and these other defendants gave. Let's go on and keep on looking at it. As explained in greater detail below, each of the verified answers is deficient in a host of ways. Now, Letitia James lists the ways that they're deficient. As explained in greater detail below, each of the verified answers is deficient in a host of ways. Defendants falsely deny facts that they have admitted in other proceedings. They deny knowledge sufficient to respond to factual allegations that are plainly within their knowledge. And they propound affirmative defenses that have been repeatedly rejected by this court as frivolous and without merit. So just breaking that down, what that means is, look, they're saying that they deny facts where Trump's admitted them before. They're saying, deny, we never. We don't agree with that statement that you're alleging in the complaint. But then New York Attorney General Letitia James says, well, you've admitted this before in other places, number one. Um, and then it goes on to say, you're also denying that you have knowledge of things that are clearly within your control. The letter goes on to say, to remedy these improper pleadings, the improper pleadings being the, the, these. this answer, that the defendants filed, that Trump and others filed. That's what the improper pleadings means. OAG, the Office of Attorney General, intends to file a motion seeking to deem the factual allegations subject to improper denials as admitted. So that remedy is, look, if they are saying that they're denying things or they don't have knowledge of things that they do and they're lying, you judge compel that to be admit to the crime that we are alleging there two, dismiss affirmative defenses, and three, sanction defendants and their counsel. Sanction refers to monetary sanctions and dismiss affirmative defenses. For example, one of the frivolous affirmative defenses that they continue to, Trump and the defendants continue to bring up, is that the Attorney General's office does not have jurisdiction. The courts already found that argument to be frivolous in previous filings. In the special proceeding, Judge Arthur Engram found that to be frivolous. And then again, in a motion to dismiss, that was Filed by Trump in this action. The judge find that, found that to be plainly frivolous. Um, and the judge said, Look, I would consider sanctioning you if you continue to assert things that I'm saying are frivolous. And so here, New York Attorney General Letitia James is saying, even after you've admonished Trump and his lawyers about asserting this frivolous affirmative defense that the AG doesn't have jurisdiction, here they are, they're asserting that same thing again in the answer, and they're not allowed to do that, Judge. So just strike it, remove it from their pleading, remove it from their filing. And then the letter outlines in greater detail specific examples, and the examples are numerous.
2: I'll give you some of the highlights. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Paired. Forget impersonal Valentine's Day presents. This year, give the gift of your presence. It's the little things research shows that using the paired app for just five minutes a day it builds deeper knowledge that allows you and your partner to connect boost intimacy and fall in love again and again my Mm. partner and i we're so competitive and we look forward to using this app every day and playing the different games and prompts that pair provides just to be able to carve out time and focus on us while having a great time doing it it's truly so special and i'm honestly so grateful for the paired app so for a Valentine's Day gift that will last far beyond the holiday, head to Paired.com slash Midas to get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D dot com to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. If you care, you pair. So here we go. Demonstrably false denials section
0: one this is what New York Attorney General Letitia James is saying a cursory review of the verified answer reveals that a number of denials are demonstrably false and actually contradict sworn statements by defendants in other proceedings take an obvious example paragraph 29 of the verified complaint alleges as follows so to be clear just so you could follow along with what I'm saying In the complaint
1: filed,
0: the lawsuit filed against Donald Trump, New York Attorney General Letitia James makes the following. Assertion: Donald J. Trump served as the president and chairman of the Trump Organization from May 1, 1981 to January 19, 2017. While serving as president of the United States, Mr. Trump remained the inactive president of the Trump Organization. After leaving office, Mr. Trump resumed his position as the president of the Trump Organization. So that's that statement is in the lawsuit that's filed against Donald Trump. When Donald Trump and the defendants have to respond with a verified answer under oath, they have to either admit or deny each and every allegation in the lawsuit that's filed by New York Attorney General Letitia James, and they have to admit or deny it under oath. So obviously, because Donald Trump is a complete criminal and he treats courts like an utter and total mockery, Donald Mm -hmm. Trump doesn't want to answer very basic questions like that, especially under oath, which he has Mm -hmm. to do in this situation. Mm -hmm. So this is what Trump's response was. It goes... Um, defendants, Trump and the others, objected to the definition Hmm. of the Trump organization, and then they denied each and every allegation therein. So they did objection on the grounds of what the Trump organization is, and then deny that that claim that Donald Trump was the president of the Trump organization. And then New York Attorney General Letitia James goes, look, But the allegation that Mr. Trump was the inactive president of the Trump organization while in the White House is taken directly from his own sworn testimony in the Galicia v. Trump matter on October 18, 2021. In fact, the OAG's complaint uses Mr. Trump's own phrasing from his deposition. And they have have a screenshot of his deposition. You may be saying, what is the Galicia v. Trump deposition? Well, that was the case where in October of 2015, Donald Trump's security guards attacked peaceful protesters outside of the Trump Tower um, for protesting Donald Trump's uh, behavior towards uh, immigrants and towards Black Lives Matter. Um, And so... That case, Donald Trump was deposed yeah, didn't really get, get reported he that much. We him. covered it here on the Midas Touch Network. That deposition testimony is now coming back uh to Trump he here because it's cited here's question the question from that deposition. shoot him are you currently president knees? of the Trump organization? Answer Yes, I am. This is Donald Trump saying yes I am question and was there a period of time that you were not the president of the Trump organization? Answer from Trump well. I wasn't active during the time I was at 1600. I would say that I was an inactive president, and now I'm active again. Question, okay, but there was never a period of time when you ceased to be the president of the Trump Organization. Answer by Trump. Not to my knowledge, no. But do you see how the deposition in that case, having nothing to do with civil fraud, That New York Attorney General Letitia James is uh, now filing her lawsuit on. You see how that lawsuit's now come back to just destroy Trump here in this one? That's That's an incredible admission that that lawyer got Trump to make in that deposition. And also you see how... Trump's lawyers clearly did not prepare him, and how unprepared Trump's lawyers are, that they don't even know Trump's own deposition testimony. New York Attorney General Letitia Uh James knows Trump's testimony better than Trump knows his testimony and Trump's lawyers do. (laughs) And then uh, New York Attorney General Letitia James lists in this letter other examples where Trump denies things which he shouldn't be denying, which he's already admitted to. For example... Mr. Trump denies the nature of his interest in the Vornado partnership, despite admitting to it in the special proceeding. Defendant Eric Trump denies that Seven Springs LLC purchased property in December 1995 for $7.5 million after he admitted those same facts in the special proceeding. Defendants, including Eric Trump and Seven Springs LLC, previously admitted that on or about March 15, 2016, Cushman and Wakefield delivered a written appraisal that valued the Seven Springs Property at $56.5 million as of December 1, 2015. These same defendants now deny the allegations concerning that appraisal in their entity. So those are examples right there. Um, then the second category that New York Attorney General Letitia James talks about, too: improper denials based on restating lack of sufficient knowledge. So
3: traditional law firm hiring takes too much time, especially when your law firm needs help now. Visit law that-
0: Here, remember what we're talking about. Um, a lawsuit's filed against Donald Trump. Then Donald Trump has to answer the lawsuit. And in the answer, Donald Trump is doing these denials where he's denying things that he's admitted to. And another way that Trump is trying to get out of answering these questions under oath is by responding that he lacks sufficient knowledge. So (laughs) New York attorney General Letitia James says, that's absurd. This knowledge is uniquely in his control, stop the games, and if he wants to claim he doesn't have knowledge, judge, treat him as admitting to the fraudulent conduct. Here's an example. Defendants repeatedly plead that they lack sufficient knowledge on information regarding very basic facts despite it being plainly within their control. For example, Donald Trump claims he lacks sufficient information about the structure of his own companies to answer the verified complaint. For example, Mr. Trump claims that he doesn't know whether Donald Trump Holdings LLC is a Delaware limited liability company or that it's principal place of business in New York. So they go on there and then the court and then uh, she explains to the court, look, Donald Trump is also making these improper affirmative defenses. And as I talked about at the outset of this video, that's like when Donald Trump is arguing we are objecting to this entire lawsuit brought by the New York Attorney General's office because of the fact that she doesn't have standing. There's no jurisdiction to go after Donald Trump. The New York Attorney General statute does not allow New York Attorney General Letitia James to, um, to make, uh, to file this lawsuit in the first place. And here. Uh, Letitia James just cites the court's previous orders saying that these objections are completely frivolous. So what happens next? New York Attorney General Letitia James wants to hold a status conference immediately so that Donald Trump won't be able to drag this out and play games. You already see how Donald Trump's tried to drag this out and play games because you may be wondering while you're watching this video, why is he just answering the complaint now? Wasn't this lawsuit filed back in September? Yes. The lawsuit was filed in September. But what Donald Trump did is he filed a motion to dismiss, which, based on just the legal procedure and time, not the New York Attorney General's fault and not the fault of the judge, just takes – you have to go through your statutory time periods, took time to brief – Uh, Judge Arthur Engeron rejected the motion to dismiss that was filed, denied, and not only denied the motion to dismiss filed by Trump, but said, look, this is so frivolous, this is basically sanctionable conduct right here. I'm not going to sanction you this time. He's already sanctioned Trump in the special proceeding a ton, but keep filing stuff like this. You're going to get sanctioned here. Um, Trial set for October 3rd, but... The process of filing the motion to dismiss delayed the time that donald trump had to file the answer now that donald trump's filed the answer finally he's filed it with all these frivolous objections and refusing to answer the questions to try to drag this out even more and new york attorney general tish james is like uh-uh we need a status conference immediately. Judge, look at all this ridiculous conduct that's taking place here. And my overall perspective is, you know, it's an, it's the right move for New York Attorney General Letitia James to be making here. Look, here's what I think Arthur Engoron's going to say: God the me. judge, if Trump is making false accusations in the answer, well, just point that out to a jury that he's committing perjury. You know, they're answering it; they're lying but they're committing perjury so just you know tell the jury show the lies show the contradictions to the jury but you now have them lying under oath but where it gets to the lack sufficient knowledge to answer That's where Judge Arthur Engeron is going to compel him and say, you have control, you need to answer this or you're going to be sanctioned there. And I think it's an overall good strategy for Letitia James to be bringing this to the court's attention because the real key here is keeping the trial date, October of 2023, not moving that trial date. And any time Trump tries to pull this crap, go in front of the judge right away show judge arthur anger on the games because letitia james does not want to lose that trial date so big news folks that's the full breakdown here on the midas touch network hit the subscribe button we are on our that way to great. one million subscribers thanks to your incredible
1: just mother people's comments just hold trump in contempt of court and lock him up already yes yes i agree exclamation point take him into custody anybody else would be taken into custody can't be soon enough no luck needed just received a judgment against him for 1 million payable to Hillary Clinton nah, nah. Huh, huh, huh. How about perjury lol this guy is so full of crap and crooked we need a one freaking indictment or justice is just nonsense in this country now we need a bunch of them he is a pathological liar it is impossible for him to tell the truth if one knows that and especially here the truth it would be like asking santa to prove who he is <laughs> yeah lying is a gop strength their voters seem to like that ability police <laughs> then it says translate to english they think it makes mm-hmm. them look cool. Mm-hmm. Who? Oh, I thought I said Midas Touch posted a video. I posted a uh...
4: video.
1: Okay, justice, this justice system is a mess. Anyone else would have been already... I guess, imprisoned already. It's ridiculous how much is allowed to get away with. Shake my head, SMH. So interesting how lying is now a new cool trend Shake My Head. People used to lose friends and fans over lying. In the UK, anyone held in contempt of court goes straight to a cell. No ifs, buts, or maybes. And they're absolutely staying there until they can prove that they have purged their contempt. Thank you for sharing, love. Peter Gaskin, 1811. Justice system protects the money. If it were me, I would, I could have taken a month or so to convict me and off to jail. Absolutely what needs to happen to Trump. Yes, I agree. Anybody else would be taken into custody. Take him into fucking custody. I told him I'm going to send the judge Justice Department a little tweet try to post something on their thing every day. Man sentenced to 10 years in prison for
5: attempting to travel overseas to join ISIS-K.
1: would be fucking held in contempt. Duh. Kitty, get off, fucker. Who defies a congressional fucking subpoena? At your ass, Dade. Do your fucking job. Okay, so it says, How about taking Trump into custody, of the Justice Department? Anybody who defies a congressional effing subpoena to testify to January 6th committee like Trump did, you bet your ass they'd be held in contempt and thrown in jail. Do your effing job two years ago. Stop giving Trump preferential treatment. Justice...
5: I wonder, I bet it probably annoys them that
1: I tagged them in my, so many of my, um, communications. But you know what? Fuck them. The flight risk. Free the fuck up. Lock up that son of a bitch. Got Hakeem Jeffries. January six Committee Justice Democrats. Midas Ted. Midas Ted. Podcast
5: Glenn Kirshner. Um...
4: i <laughs>
1: Okay, tag people.
5: Um... Opinion arts. I
1: like PS got to tag Biden we restrict certain activity to protect our community not posted yet try again trying to delay me Okay, and now I'm going to add post to my story. Dee To highlights, um mm, arrest. Trump fucking clown. CNN politics, Arizona. Let's put on some things while I'm doing this. Sanctions. Yes. Let's see what other groovy stuff. Let's go back to, um, and
6: everything like that. And,
7: uh, uh I just had to let him know. I
1: yeah. just whispered
7: in his, we're gonna
8: pull up. Hey everyone. Michael Moore here. Welcome, uh, to this special screening of Fahrenheit 9-11. Um, I'm happy to have all of you with us and, uh, um, there are probably the, most of you are watching this on my sub stack, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute or so here. But some of you are also watching this on your Facebook uh, uh, player. Um, we have Occupy Democrats have joined us. Uh, they're showing it on their platforms to all their people Act TV, uh, People for Bernie, uh, Being Liberal, another <laughs> site move on of course welcome thank you for all the great work you've done over the years and now this uh this great you know you've seen the now with this videos online incredible work uh, we're on their platform here tonight in addition to mine here at MichaelMore.com. so welcome to all of you thank you for joining us and thank you for uh, making this available to people across this country and around the world um, some europeans have written me this week saying you can't call it worldwide screening when it's three in the morning for us right now we didn't think of that sorry about that um but uh we'll figure out something because we'll, we'll do a european thing for you but uh i know there are people in asia and australia new zealand whatever it's uh probably going on uh, 9 10 11 uh, in the morning uh, over there so welcome uh, to all of you and um I just uh, I just want to give you a little kind of background of this on this film, a little bit of history, and then we'll start we'll start the movie. And after the movie, uh, we'll go to a live Q&A. I'll take your questions. You can email me the questions. That's the way to ask a question. Email
5: me at Mike at Michael dot com. There'll be time uh, to ask a question. And uh, you know, put your put your first name and where
8: where you're from uh, on there, so we can personalize it a little bit. Uh, and uh, we'll give we'll give that a shot. And then after the the Q and I've got two very special guests uh, uh, that are, are going to talk to me. Uh, two people that are in this film. And uh, that's all I'll say for now. But uh, but stick around for that if you can. The Q and A, and then after the Q and A, uh, special. Um, interviews with uh, people in the film. I think you'll find that very interesting and uh, enlightening. Um, I I recorded them just before uh, we went live here. So I can tell you, I personally was very moved by the things they said and uh, I think you will be too. So stick around for that. If you joined us a few minutes early and you saw that there was a little short documentary playing, that was a, a, I don't know, I I don't know who made this (laughs) I should know who made this. It's probably somebody on my crew, but they, um, uh, it's, it's called the release of Fahrenheit nine 11. And it's, I just watched it for the first time, just like 20, almost 20 years later. And, um, it was amazing just to sit here and watch it. So you might've caught the tail end of it. I will rerun it at the end of the Q and a, and the end of the interviews, uh, tonight. And, uh, and then I'll, I'll keep it posted up on here on, uh, on YouTube, uh, so if if you want to come back to it later and watch it, it was it was um, it was really it was something to watch and things I didn't even know took place around the opening of of the film. I just watched it now. So, um, but let me let me just tell you why we're doing this tonight on the eve of the 20th anniversary of the 9/11 attacks. In these months leading up to this 20th anniversary, it became clear to me, as I'm sure it has been to you and to those of us who work uh, here on my podcast, uh, Rumble, um, that the 20th anniversary of this tragic event was going to be used to rewrite history, to do a revisionist version of what took place back then, of how we ended up in the war in Afghanistan, how we ended up in the war in Iraq. And it just, you know, we were just talking about and we were just going crazy and just thinking, you know, What's the best way to counter this? And then somebody said, uh, it "Was Basil actually uh, my executive producer?" said we should show Fahrenheit Nine Eleven. Listen, that, that the, the answers are all in that film, and we watched it and we saw it, and we was like, "We hadn't. I hadn't watched it in, in years, and it was stunning to see how much, how much of the truth we were told, the truth." that we were telling in this movie back in 2004 Um, and how today, especially a generation that's been born since uh, 9, 11, 2001 don't know any of this. Don't know any of the, of the BS that was fed to the American people. And so I, I just, um, we just thought, let's just show the movie. Let this be the answer. Let's, I'm tired of hearing, especially after Trump, the very common thing that people say, oh, we thought Bush was bad. Trump, oh, and yes, I get that because I probably said it a few times too, but I never said that Bush wasn't bad or that we're somehow better than, than Trump. That's not true. And if, if you are young and, and you didn't live through that time of George W. Bush, to me, this man is a war criminal. These were illegal and immoral wars, and as I hear myself saying that, I think how lonely I was at that time during that buildup to the Afghanistan invasion. Trying to say this is a quagmire, and by, the, by six to eight weeks after 9-11, bin Laden was gone out of Afghanistan. And You know, we the lumbering giant, we get in there, and then we stay for 20 years. He's gone, we stay, and we lose these American lives, but we also kill tens of thousands of Afghan civilians um, and Taliban, and, uh, but the Taliban, of course, are Afghans. It's just so, <clears throat> so I spoke up at the time, crucified for it. There was only one member of Congress that voted against our invasion of Afghanistan No senator, every single senator, Democrats and Republicans, voted for this war. And every single Democrat and Republican in the Congress, the House of Representatives, voted for
5: this war. Except for one. Stood alone on the House floor and said no.
8: And she was crucified. And we tried again. We tried to tell people this is not going to end well. Um, first of all, you don't you don't fight ideology with guns and bombs and um,
5: kidnapping citizens of Afghanistan and sending. We went down a rabbit hole. We committed crimes.
8: And. Um, And so for many, many years, people like myself and Congresswoman Lee just had to take it, take it on the chin whenever people would not have us on uh, shows at the time. And now this past week, 20 years later, uh, a number of of shows on TV, news shows, cable shows have asked me to come on um, uh, because they want the dissenting voice heard. Even though our dissenting voice from 20 years ago is now, Accepted as the common wisdom uh, that this was a mess, a hot mess, and and we lost this war, and
5: people died that didn't need to have to die, and it was, so to talk about this. Ari Melber and Brian Williams on MSNBC. Um,
8: unafraid to let me come on live and say things like in the end bin bin laden won he may have been killed al-qaeda broken up but what he wanted to do in terms of destroying us or our democracy we we were willing to do it to ourselves we passed the patriot act we put surveillance cameras on every other corner we militarized the local police we we bit by bit, stripped away our democratic rights, our constitutional rights. We spent 300 million dollars a day for 20 years in Afghanistan. We were willing to bankrupt ourselves, to pass on a debt to our grandchildren that they'll be paying off decades from now. It's it's um, it's mind-boggling and it, um, it's, it's, so my thanks to the media tomorrow morning on, on the actual, the morning of 9 11, uh, an hour before the 20th anniversary of this vicious, tragic, um, event, uh, good morning. America is going to have me on, on ABC. This would not have happened 20 years ago, my friends. And, um, so I'm grateful, but it's not enough. Um, And we need more voices. It is the majority opinion now that we were wrong. Majority of Americans know this. This film you're about to see deals at the beginning with 9-11. How we were willing to sacrifice our sons and daughters on the altar of war. Um, and And then the movie we'll pivot into the Iraq war and you're going to see things. If you haven't seen this movie before that you've not seen, it's not uh, generally in the mainstream media. And I owe a lot to uh, other filmmakers who helped me with this film, who either were in Iraq already like George Gittos, uh, and, and gave me his footage that he shot there before the war in Iraq. And then once it started, but also uh, Carl Deal and Tia Lesson, who three weeks before we invaded Iraq, um, flew there at, their, at, at high risk to themselves, uh, to film scenes that you'll see um, in this movie. So I'm so grateful to those who risked risk themselves to bring this truth uh, to you. Um, I also wanna thank uh, my fellow producers of this film, Jim Zarneski and kathleen glenn uh our our line producer monica hampton and tia lesson also was our supervising producer that's ran the office there for us and the whole operation of looking for footage and she and carl did all this great archival work my sister ann was the associate producer of of this film um and uh the great editors i had uh kurt engfer and woody richmond and chris seward uh man I'll tell you, if you know anything about making a documentary, it's made in the edit room. It's where it's really written because you you have to go shoot it first. You shoot it without a script. Then you come back
5: and you write the movie. It's a, it's a. Very frankly, thanks to some our field producers at the time, uh,
8: Nikki Lazar, Megan O'Hara, uh, Carl uh, went, went uh, back out also as a field producer, and um, you know there's so many people I'm going to leave off. Uh, you can go to IMDb. There's so many names of people that, that contributed to this. Uh, the, the cinematography of, of Kristen Johnson, of uh, uh, Mike Desjardins and others. Our, our great sound guy, who was our who's been was with us for many years, and hopefully will be in the future. Uh, Francisco Latore. Um, edit room help from Francisco uh, Bello to uh, Dave
9: Life gets bigger when you break from the herd. The Volkswagen Take On
10: Visit your local Volkswagen dealer for 3.9% APR financing for 36 months on most new 2023 SUVs
11: Everybody that was in charge of running this ship is dead Single
7: person matters. The Ark new series premieres tonight at 10 on sci fi.
1: What happened? Somehow lost it. Trump caused Tucker Carlson to say the truth.
12: Was there a turning point for you? Like, were you always kind of cynical of these things? Or was there some kind of turning point in your experiences that made you say, well, hold on a second, the things that I've heard and been exposed to and experienced, it's not actually what they've said it is, that there's something
13: deeper and bigger going on here. Really what changed me was watching Trump in 2015. What changed my view wasn't Trump, it was the reaction to Trump among my neighbors. So Trump would say something in his, like, florid, orange way, Mm -hmm. why are we funding NATO? That was the one that got me. I remember this. And I'd never questioned NATO. I never, because I grew up during the Cold War and NATO was the bulwark against Soviet aggression into Western Europe. But that ended in August of 1991. I was on my honeymoon when the Soviet Union collapsed, but we still had NATO in 2015. Like, what was the point? Mm. And I'd never thought about it in my life. And Trump's like, why are we funding NATO? And I thought that was a really interesting question. Okay, well, I don't know why. What's the answer? And my neighbors are like, shut up! He must be killed! It's like, okay, but maybe shut up, maybe he must be killed. But what's the answer to the, like, why are we funding NATO? Is there a good reason? Shut
12: up! Was there a turning point (laughs) for you? Like, were you always kind of cynical of these things? Or was there some kind of turning point in your experiences that made you say, well, hold on a second, the things that I've heard and been exposed to and experienced, it's not actually what they've said it is, that there's something deeper and bigger going on here.
13: Really, what changed me was watching Trump in 2015. What changed my view wasn't Trump, it was the reaction to Trump.
1: Raid Warhol's DOJ Garden leaves Trump speechless, is ordering FBI to search Biden's.
14: CNN, he has handed home. over his cell phones to Manhattan prosecutors. This part of their ongoing probe CNN. into the Trump organization's involvement in hush money to adult film star Stormy Daniels.
10: CNN's Kara Canel joins us now. So, Kara, we know that a grand jury has been convened to go over a Mm -hmm. case similar to Mm -hmm. this. So what do we know specifically here in New York?
3: Right. So, I mean, we remember this investigation began in 2019, and it started with the hush money payments. Then it went looking into the financial statements. And in the past several months, the focus has returned to the hush money payments. And what we've really seen is this start to accelerate in just the past few weeks. Michael Cohen went in and met with prosecutors two weeks ago. As he said, they asked for his... And and, and he said in, in the interview this morning that they wanted the recordings that he had on his phone with Stormy Daniels' attorney, Keith Davidson. Now, he's someone that the prosecutors have also recently reached out to sources, tell me, as someone that they want to talk to again. Also this week, David Pecker, who is Mm -hmm. the former publisher of the Mm -hmm. National Enquirer, they were involved in these catch-and-kill deals. He was in talking to prosecutors. So we're seeing this pick up. We know from sources that the grand jury is going to hear from some other witnesses in the near future. So really starting to see them narrow down on the evidence and bringing it in before a jury.
14: Uh, Kara, we know the, the former president has been critical in the past and public of people who take the Fifth Amendment, but... You obtained footage of Trump pleading the fifth more than 400 times during a deposition with New York attorney general's office. Uh, I just want to have a listen uh, for our viewers sake and get your thoughts. I declined to answer the question. Same answer. Same answer.
8: Same answer. Same
14: answer. This pertains, we should know, to a civil investigation into the Trump organization's business practices. What more did you find here?
3: Well, Jim, as you see on that tape, he meets with the New York Attorney General's office. What you can't see is that she is there as well. And at the beginning of the interview, she greets him. And as he begins to give his statement about why he's not going to answer these questions and why he will assert the Fifth Amendment, he starts quoting back to her some of the statements she has made while she's out on the campaign trail, a really unusual kind of awkward moment where he is confronting her with her own lines. Uh, then the interview continues, and then he refuses to answer questions you know, more than 400 times. One month later, she files this $250 million lawsuit against the former president, his three eldest children, and the company, and that litigation is ongoing.
10: Yeah, I recall Trump saying once upon a time that only guilty people take yeah. a fifth. Here we are. Kara canell thank you.
14: All right, this breaking news just into CNN. CNN has confirmed that the FBI has searched the Rehobos Beach, Delaware home of President Biden. Just this morning, since Paula Reed is following the latest on this, Paula, what do we know, and do we know why another search there?
15: Well, Jim, this was very much expected now that this is under a special counsel investigation. It was anticipated that the FBI and investigators would likely go back to places that had already been searched by the president's personal attorneys and do their own searches. We saw this, of course, about 10 days ago when the FBI did its own search, a 13-hour search of the president's Wilmington home where additional classified material was uncovered. So it was very much expected that they could potentially also go to the Hoboth home that had previously been searched by the president's attorneys. Now, it's not clear how early this search began today, but what appeared to be government vehicles were spotted by pool cameras. And now we just got this statement from the president's personal attorney confirming that investigators are on the scene. This is being done with the consent of the president's attorneys. And what will be really significant today, Jim, is whether they find any additional classified material. We know investigators are still combing through what they took from the Wilmington House 10 days ago. So big question here is, will additional classified materials be found? Previously, when the president's attorneys searched this Rehoboth home, they said they did not find any classified material. So that'll be the big question today. What do they find?
10: Yeah, and this marks what we believe is the third known search by federal agents of a property belonging to the former president regarding classified material. Paula Reed, thank you so much. MJ Lee, I want to turn to you now and get reaction from the White House. We have that statement from Bob Bauer. What else are you hearing?
16: Yeah, you know, I think what is really notable from the statement that just came out from Bob Bauer, uh, the president's personal lawyer who is taking the lead on the classified document mm-hmm. situation uh, is, again, uh, the White House, the lawyer, uh, stressing cooperation, right, indicating that this search is being done uh, because there is cooperation uh, between the president's team uh, and the DOJ. And this has sort of been the White House's theory of the case all along, uh, if you can call Call it a strategy uh, that at every point they have wanted to stress to the public that everything that we are doing and have been doing from day one, uh, going back to early November, when the first tranche of classified documents uh, were found, is that we have informed the right people, including the archives, who then in turn, of course, uh, informed the DOJ, and that there's uh, nothing that we are doing to sort of stand in the way of the DOJ now taking all of the actions that it needs to take. Uh, to find out whether there are more classified documents. Now, as Paula laid out, Um, It was very much expected that there could be more searches coming. And what we don't know for sure, of of course, is whether there could be additional searches coming uh, after today. And certainly we can uh, actually expect that there very much uh, could be more searches coming at other locations. We just don't know for sure. Uh, And I think it is also just worth emphasizing right now uh, just how tight lipped and careful this White House has been in talking about this situation. You know, you talk to uh, folks in the communications office and other White House officials, they are just not commenting on this matter at all. They are uh, deferring to the lawyers and saying, look, when they have something to share and they feel like they can share something, they will go ahead and do that. But any other information that is shared by the White House otherwise would basically get in the way of an ongoing uh, DOJ investigation. And that is why the search is happening right now. And we've basically gotten uh, a pretty short confirmation that a search is ongoing, but really nothing more beyond that, right?
10: Yeah, this appears to be the first search uh, since a special counsel has been appointed. Obviously, the president's attorney said that they indeed had searched that home themselves and found no classified documents at that time. So this search, they say, is expected now with the appointment of a special counsel. Mm -hmm. Paula Reed, MJ Lee, thank you. And of course, we'll have much more on this breaking story at the top of the hour. Stay with us. Well, now to the critical meeting this afternoon between President Biden and Speaker McCarthy over the debt ceiling. CNN's Lauren Fox is on Capitol Hill and CNN's MJ Lee is live from the White House. Lauren, to you first. What are you learning as McCarthy prepares for this very important and first face-to-face meeting with Biden with him as speaker?
17: Well, it is a day that is heavy in messaging and in optics, but probably light in terms of resolution on this issue of the debt ceiling. And that in part is because we are still months away from the critical deadline. And up here on Capitol Hill, it usually takes several months. You have to inch really close to that deadline before there's a final resolution. But what we know is that Kevin McCarthy has, do it, has been doing extensive preparations in his in his effort to prepare to sit down with Biden. And in those preparations, he's been meeting and talking with key chairman, including on ways and means and financial services, as well as talking with folks outside of the Hill, former House Speaker Newt Gingrich. He is expected to meet with his conference this morning to have a broader discussion about what they can expect and what they can really uh, get out of these debt ceiling negotiations. But Kevin McCarthy said yesterday, this was his goal of the meeting with the president.
12: The White House is saying they're going to want assurances the U.S. won't default on its debt. Is that something you feel like? Well, you know the
18: best way they can do that is to say they're willing to negotiate because the only irresponsible way is to play a political game and say we're not going to talk about it. It sounds pretty childish to me. It's irresponsible sit as the, the leader of the free world and say he's not going to negotiate. I hope that's just his staff and not him.
17: And the goal for Republicans is really if they can come away from this discussion with any cracks in the foundation of the White House's message that they are not going to accept spending cuts as part of these debt ceiling negotiations. Biana and Jim.
14: Thanks so much, Lauren, uh, MJ at the White House. Uh, So the, the White House doesn't call this a negotiation, they call it brinksmanship in effect here. What is their strategy?
16: Yeah, it definitely might be too generous to call this meeting this afternoon a negotiation uh, because the White House has been so consistent and emphatic in saying that when it comes to raising the debt ceiling, there is not going to be a negotiation, that they will not be making any concessions. uh, Whereas McCarthy, as Lauren just laid out, is very much eager to negotiate. He has been fielding requests from members and there are members of his caucus who are pressing him to get these deep spending cuts in exchange for raising the debt ceiling. Uh, So needless to say, the two sides are pretty far apart as they go into this meeting and the expectations are pretty low. Uh, there was one interesting moment from last night when President Biden was at a fundraiser in Manhattan uh, when he talked about Kevin McCarthy. And I just wanted to note that um, he said that in order to become speaker, uh, Kevin McCarthy had to get commitments from some of his colleagues uh, that were just absolutely off the wall. Those were the president's mm-hmm. words. And then he turns to Chuck Schumer, who is the New York senator and says, Chuck, I can't imagine you making one of those commitments. So uh, certainly seemed like a bit of a jab at McCarthy, where the huh. president was sort of indicating that, yes, he is speaker, but he also realizes that politically he is a pretty compromised one Idiot. and that his role is pretty diminished, and that he is sort of very much beholden politically to many of his colleagues as they go into these negotiations or talks, I should say. Uh, I will just finally note, too, uh, the issue, of course, is that they know they have until early so, June... Uh, yeah. to get this sorted, and that is a long time in Washington.
14: MJ Lee at the White House, uh, thanks so much. Joining me now, Republican Congressman Dusty Johnson of South Dakota. Congressman, thanks so much for taking the time this morning. You bet. So so first, on the, the budget demands uh, of, of your party here, what specific programs are you putting on the table to cut?
8: Well, that's not how a negotiation works. And in fact, uh, the law says that the president needs to step forward with a budget first. His team is gonna miss their February deadline. They say they're not even gonna get that done until March. So here's what I think is step one. Today, we need to have the president and the speaker in the same room, that's gonna happen. And we need to have uh, President Biden agree that he will negotiate over the reckless spending
14: that our country has been engaged in. But as you know, uh, the debt ceiling relates to budgets already passed by Congresses, uh, including with Republican votes was created by Trump. What are the positions because the negotiation, as you know, involved
1: 25 percent of the current national debt was incurred by Trump exclamation point. Trump was the worst president in US history on the economy exclamation point uh, economy exclamation point He put us Trump put us nine Johnson,
7: more, But we had better make sure that we're prepared area.
14: to push back on Chinese aggression. Congressman Dustin hey. Johnson, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Bullshit With artists. breaking news None this morning, CNN has learned that the FBI office, the way, conducted a search at President Biden's home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. The search taking shoot. place this morning as the special counsel investigation into the president's handling of classified material no picks up.
10: CNN's Paula Reed is following this, MJ Lee is at the White House for us as well. Paula, let's go to you first. What more can you tell us about this search? Was it expected? it was absolutely expected that the
15: FBI would likely want to do its own search of the president's Rehoboth home. Now, back when these classified documents, the original ones, were first discovered at the president's former office, his attorneys eventually went and also searched his two homes, one in Wilmington and one in Rehoboth. And they say that they did discover classified materials at his Wilmington home, but say they did not uncover any at this Rehoboth property. And once this became the subject of a special counsel investigation, about 10 days ago, the FBI conducted its own search of the Wilmington House lasted nearly 13 hours and they did uncover additional classified materials so it was very much expected that the fbi would probably also go back to the rehoboth home even though the president's attorneys had already looked there and the big question today will be will they find any additional classified materials we know from our sources that investigators are still going through everything that they retrieved from the wilmington home 10 days ago as of right now it appears that dozens of classified documents have been taken both from the former office and the wilmington home what are the
1: chances that Trump is planting these documents on Biden and even Pence, on President Biden and even his Vice President Pence, question mark, I think it's pretty good odds, exclamation point.
15: And the big question today for us and for investigators is whether additional classified material will be found in this home. Now, we've also learned that other searches could potentially happen at other, as of now, undisclosed locations. Another big news is special counsel Robert Hur, the man who will oversee this investigation going forward today, his first day on the job.
14: I should note the search uh, continues, that is CNN's latest reporting. MJ Lee is at the White House. You you look at the president's personal attorney, his statement, Bob Bauer. In response to this, it begins with the words, today, with the president's full support and cooperation, that's been a consistent message from the president's team, that they are cooperating here. Uh, Tell us their view of this latest search.
16: Yeah, Jim, let me actually begin by reading a part of that statement that we just Mm -hmm. got from Bob Bauer, who is the personal attorney for the president who is taking lead on uh, this issue. Uh, He said today, with the president's full support and cooperation, the DOJ is conducting a planned...
5: Well, we're waiting. and integrity, it sought to do this work without advance public notice and we agreed
16: to cooperate. Uh, I think you're absolutely right that the words full support and cooperation is really key here and very telling. They're very much wanting to emphasize that the president himself consented to the search and that this was a planned search uh, that they are basically on board with. Uh, this has really been the Ew. White House's theory of the case in dealing with this matter uh, is really at every turn emphasizing uh, that they are cooperating with the DOJ's ongoing investigation investigation but they're really not going to stand in the way uh, if they they proceed to to conduct extra searches as we fully expect them to do Uh, and what they have said along is that when this investigation ultimately wraps up that they are obviously hopeful that what the investigation will show is that these misplaced classified documents were misplaced inadvertently uh, now it is just hard to overstate uh, how sort of careful and tight-lipped this White House has been in talking about uh, this matter overall they are not asking question uh, answering questions uh, about any details they are not uh, giving a play-by-play uh, of the investigation as it's going on so even if there were a future search we absolutely do not
10: expect that the White House will give any all right, Paula Reid, MJ Lee, thank you so much.
14: With us now is Olin Cano-Youngs. He's the White House correspondent for The New York Times, also Jennifer Rogers, former federal prosecutor and CNN legal analyst. Uh, Jennifer, if I could begin with you from a legal perspective here. This is the start of the special counsel's uh, investigation. So as Paula Reid was saying, this search, uh, in addition to Biden team's own search, was expected. Is it significant, and what would be the significance if they were to find anything more remaining there?
12: Well, I think there are a couple things, Jim. It's significant if they find more documents just mm-hmm. because the the scope of the problem here depends in large part on the nature of the documents found and how many they are, there are and you know where they're found. So if we don't yet know the full universe of them, we're not fully aware of, of, of how bad it
9: is. Why don't you just uh, let the me And then the
12: cooperation obstruction issue. You know, one of the major things that distinguishes this from the Trump investigation is all of the obstruction that happened on the Trump side. Uh, so oh, the fact shit. that this is a voluntary search and they're cooperating suggests that there's no uh, obstruction. But you do wonder why they're going back in. I mean, there's a reason that they didn't want to just go with the searches that have been conducted to date. So to know really what's going on, we of course
10: need to know more about why they went in and and what they're finding. So Zolan, if there are more documents found, and we should note if, because the search is currently ongoing and we have no reason to believe that there are documents right there because the president's attorneys prior to the appointment of a special counsel had told us as much. So uh, let's say they do find documents here, how at least politically damaging would that be for the president, given that his his camp, his team, his lawyers had initially said they found nothing?
7: This is exactly when me and my colleagues surveyed a group of uh, former and current Democrats in Congress, as well as just national uh, leaders in the Democratic Party. This is exactly what they said they were fearing when it came to the MG political implications of for- this story, sort of the uh, uh, don't nobody worry updates about me come in the weeks to come um, <laughs> really We know that there's going to be a prolonged investigation here uh, And you're going to have more headlines Of either a search of documents Increased FBI involvement I don't know about it, worry with about yesterday's me. story as well uh, an FBI to search give me And, and even today now with the president's what residence The sitting um, We haven't seen polling data that it will impact voter or that it currently has impacted voter sentiment at this point. We do know that, uh, in fact, based off a CNN poll still, that there are voters that draw a distinction between this um, and what happened with President Trump and his handling of documents. Uh, But when it comes to the Democratic apparatus, there are those that about that this could cast a shadow as we get to a likely potential uh, re-election announcement for President Biden, as we get to a State of the Union address and as we have a White House strategy of talking about some of the legislative achievements that they've passed as well. Mm-hmm.
14: Jennifer, that's the political approach. From a legal perspective, of course the qualitative difference here is, is lack, general lack of cooperation, at least delays uh, from Trump in terms of the handling, more cooperation here, but at the end of the day, classified documents and uh, in, in properties of both of them. From a legal perspective, which is more likely to draw an indictment or a charge? Is it the holding of the documents Or the refusal to return them
12: well it's really both but the holding of the documents has to be intentional and willful so another legal issue putting aside obstruction of justice is were these classified documents taken and mishandled intentionally and that's another distinction between the trump case and this current case at least as far as we know now is that trump knew he took them he intended to take them he still insists he should have been able to have them whereas biden very clearly is saying It was unintentional. It was a mistake. He's happy to turn them back. He wants them all turned over. Uh, So that willfulness is really the key element to whether there will be charges putting aside the obstruction on just the document retention and handling side.
10: So, and of course, this news comes as the president is set to meet face to face with Kevin McCarthy today to presumably talk about the debt ceiling and any sort of negotiations that can move forward on that issue. Do you see this at any point becoming a distraction, both for the White House and perhaps even for Republicans to want to focus on this now more?
7: Well, we've already seen that Republicans uh, have seized on. Uh, this 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 issue for of the White House to criticize um, President Biden. We know that at least some Democrats, and you can go to the weekend shows, even last week, uh, you know, Senator Joe Manchin saying maybe the president should have regrets here, as well as criticism, some criticism from Durbin as well. Um, but there's also some real substance to talk about at this meeting today. I don't know if it will be talked about uh, to the extent, but uh, when you have a potential economic catastrophe. Uh, uh, that could come after these extraordinary measures uh, when the deadline is up in June. Um, yeah. You do, uh, we're going to need to see some movement on that. And it seems like uh, we really haven't seen either side, the president or Kevin McCarthy, budge at this mm-hmm. point.
14: Yeah, mm-hmm. perhaps not until the final minute uh, when some amb- economic damage might already be done. Zolan County Youngs, Jennifer Rogers, thanks so much to both of you.
1: Don't nobody worry about. Let's see. Graham ahead, call, It's a pleasant change to talk to a journalist who doesn't uncritically parrot the claims archaeologists make about my work, and I'm grateful to Daily Caller. Holy shit, that's fucking right wing. Daily Caller,
5: right wing. Oh.
19: Uh,
1: Journalist. Uh, looks pretty yummy. Today is Nancy Pelosi. We celebrate the feast of Saint Birgit, 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 Birgit is Ireland's patron of saint and a great leader. Born in the fifth century, Saint Birgit was a woman ahead of her time, establishing schools and churches in. Encouraging women to lead may she continue to inspire women and girls today. Cool, I didn't
5: know that. Pretty good, pretty
1: Um, Black History Month. At the D O J.
4: Who else who else a great black?
1: Ben Carson? <laughs> Where's pictures of Condoleezza Rice and Ben Carson? Two of the most intelligent African people of my generation. This must be a white person. Yeah, I knew it.
5: Condoleezza Rice is a traitor.
1: Clarence Thomas, one of the most powerful, take a light, oh my god, you must be white. Stewart, yeah, give me a break. Clarence Thomas.
13: Naked chicken chalupa from Taco Bell. In a bowl, combine two cups of flour and a quarter cup of taco seasoning. In another bowl, two cups of buttermilk and a quarter cup of hot sauce. Using a mallet and plastic wrap, flatten out a chicken breast. Coat it in the buttermilk mixture and then coat it in the seasoned flour. Repeat for a double dredge. Place it on a taco mold. If you don't have a taco mold, you can use tongs inside the deep fryer. Fry at 375 for five minutes. avocado, mayonnaise, sour cream, dill, chives, parsley, garlic powder, and onion powder in a food processor. To the fried chicken taco shell, add the avocado oh ranch, God. lettuce, a little bit of tomatoes, and some cheddar cheese naked chicken chalupa from taco bell wow. in a
1: bowl combine two cups of flour haha <laughs> someone in our neighborhood makes their own honey and sells from a, in a box outside their home today as i put some money and picked my jar of honey someone from the house yelled good and talk would you like to meet the bees yeah like fuck yeah i want to meet some bees and i met the bees <laughs> Give a shit about nature. Follow. Hey, hey, stop with all the fucking licking, dude. Enough licking. Garlic, olive oil, <clears throat> rosemary, Put um, on the dough and some tomatoes and mozzarella and oh my god stock sheep pine nuts olive oil
4: basil parmesan potatoes
1: and tomato paste Garlic, parmesan, oh, man, right. regular whatever, wow, oh my god, that looks great. And um, music. Memphis! dan a dan a dan Where the hell is my Harvest Moon Culture Festival? Phoenix Chamber Music. The women in Music. Mm. Dusk Music Festival. Okay, good enough. Failed to send... Failed to send a bunch of, like, last batch
5: Hmm.
1: where the hell is memphis where the hell is memphis Mm All right. Let's see. Tom Garrard, you disgraced LA Power Broker, indicted on fraud charges. Hey, 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 LA Power Broker. The once vaunted Los Angeles trial attorney was indicted by federal grand juries in two states on fraud charges of swindling millions of dollars from injured and wounded clients. 83-year-old Gerardian follows extensive reporting by the Times. Eluded discipline led by the state bar, despite facing decades of credible accusations of misappropriating his client's money. Small victory today as the Indiana Supreme Court declined to hear a second case pending against SEA1 before the lower court has the option brought on grounds of religious freedom. This will be a very impactful case. Pro-lifers don't trust you to decide what's best for you, but they trust you to be a parent. Think about it. Arizona Republicans want to repeal the. Uh, it, it,
18: uh, the the that was what the founding fathers gave us as the states check against the federal government, because the state legislatures would have sway over what the Senate was supposed to do. That was our break on the federal government. Since we removed that, every year the federal government has gone more gotten more powerful and the states have been diminished.
11: And regarding the Seventeenth Amendment, um, I will go on record as well. Because I think that our Senate races have turned into who can raise the most money. um, And that's not what was intended by our founding fathers. I echo the sentiments of my colleagues that indeed the founding fathers did intend for state legislatures to be the most powerful entity in the country. Um, The 17th Amendment has gotten us away from that.
18: I'm I'm happy to go on the record also and say we never should have passed the 17th Amendment uh it it uh the the that was what the founding fathers gave us as the state's check against the federal government
9: oh a picture is real don't mind
18: i'm I'm happy to go on the record Stop also and fucking. say we never should
1: giving these motherfuckers the mic. Fucking Abbott.
18: I'm, I'm, happy Fuck oh, oh. I'm, I'm happy to go on the record also and say we never should have...
9: Oh, a picture is a reel? Don't mind if I do.
18: Oh. I'm happy to go on the record also and say we never should have passed the 17th Amendment. Uh, it, it, uh, the, the That was what the Founding Fathers gave us as the state's check against the federal government. Because the state legislatures would have sway over what the Senate was supposed to do. That was our break on the federal government. Since we removed that, every year the federal government has gotten more more powerful and the states have been diminished.
11: And regarding the 17th Amendment, um, I will go on record as well because I think that our Senate races have turned into who can raise the most money. Um, and that's not what was intended by our founding fathers. I echo the sentiments of my colleagues that indeed the founding fathers did intend for state legislatures to be the most powerful entity in the country. Um, the seventeenth amendment
18: has gotten us away from that i'm I'm happy to go on the record also and say we never should have passed the seventeenth amendment uh it it uh, the the that was what the founding fathers gave us as The states check against the federal government because the state legislatures would have sway over what the Senate was supposed to do. That was our break on the federal government. Since we removed that, every year the federal government has gotten more powerful and the states have been diminished.
11: And regarding the 17th Amendment, um, I will go on record as well because I think that our Senate races have turned into who can... Oh, a picture is a reel? Don't mind if I do.
9: Oh, a picture You time my post. I'm like,
6: this was going to be the viral one. D-d- Here's a really good picture of me. Thank you for listening. That is all.
19: I don't care what's going on. I'm going to promote my small business. Even if I'm not getting any likes, I'm going to be out here promoting my small business. One day, this little hustle going to turn into my biggest blessing. So, everybody... Promote your small
16: business.
19: I don't care what's going on. I'm gonna promote my small business,
16: even if I'm not getting any likes. In case you want to follow me, uh, this is what I look like from behind. In case you want to. If
17: your pet was on a dating site, post a
19: photo that would be their profile picture. If your pet was. Things you don't understand. I can take myself that scene, and
9: I can hold my own. Myself... Oh, a picture as a real Don't mind if I do. Oh, a picture.
6: 90% of American inmates are men, 75% of which grew up without a father. 63% of youth suicides come from fatherless homes, which means you are five times more likely to kill yourself if you are growing up without a dad. 90% of all homeless runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of children who grow up with behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. We are 20 times more likely to have a behavioral disorder if we grew up without a father figure. 80% of all rapists come from fatherless homes. We are 14 times. of American inmates are men, 75% of which grew up without a father. 63% of youth suicides come from fatherless homes, which means you are five times more likely to kill yourself if you are growing up without a dad. 90% of all homeless runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of children who grow up with behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. We are 20 times more likely to have a behavioral disorder if we grew up without a father figure. 80% of all rapists come from fatherless homes.
1: Some pretty studs statistics about men who grow up without a father.
6: 90% of American inmates are men, 75% of which grew up without a father. 60... 60-
5: from the
19: moment that I wake up Until I lay
9: my head oh
2: The I... sound is for people who were born in the 60s. Or... Here you go, Instagram. Here's a photo as a reel. Put that in your algorithm.
18: So someone with a new LLC, mm-hmm. right? How do they get everything established? Brand
9: new. Brand new. It has no... Share
6: your pet's beautiful eyes. Here's mine. Share your pet's beautiful... Social
9: media was an everyday part of my teenager's life. Over the last year or so... In case you haven't noticed,
6: I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in, and I don't want to
9: fit in. In
6: case you haven't noticed...
9: Just because we stopped communicating doesn't mean we have beef. You moved funny, and I just moved out your way. Just because... you're guy. My boy. Uh... With all due respect, um, the new set of men that you uh, put out here is not your best work. <laughs> it's not your best work. You be on me all the time about doing my best, and this is not your best. Dear God, my boy, with uh, all due respect. So when people say, what are you doing? You say,
11: things that please me, and they say, toward what end? And you say, pleasure. And they say, but really, what are you working on? And you say, having a good time. And I say, but what do you hope to accomplish? And you say, living happily ever after. And they say, but what do you want to leave as your legacy? And you say, I was a happy one. And they say, but what is the mark that you want to leave? Life is joyous. So when people say, what are you doing? <laughs> it,
12: this is what I get to do for a living. Isn't it unbelievable? Five. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs>
9: I gotta stop playing with spiritual people. You think we don't dream about what you're doing or what you're hiding? We can feel it. You really think you're being sneaky? Nah, no, we just being silent. We know, we know damn near everything. And if we don't, all we gotta do is ask for clarity. Then it's like, boom. I knew it. So hit me clear. It's not that we being naive or weak for you. We actually deciphering if we want to take that protection from you. And go there with you or not. Because really, look at me when I tell you, when we go, we take all the joy, peace, protection, and love that we came with. Figure that shit out on your own. I gotta stop playing with spiritual people. You think we don't dream about what you're doing or what you're hiding? We can feel it. You really think you're being sneaky? Nah, we just being silent. We know. We know damn near everything, and if we don't, all we got to do is ask for clarity, then it's like, boom.
6: Support your friends the same way that you do for the celebrity that don't even know you. If your friend's starting a business, go cop something from their clothing line. If they do a beauty, go get your nails or your hair done from them. I know that everybody got bills to pay for, but if you really my friend, don't tell me you ain't got it right now because support don't always come in the form of money. If that friend dropping music, post it to your story. Retweet a business. There's tons. I'll zoom, zoom, zoom
19: around
0: the room. Dear diary, my food dish is now only half full.
19: It is obvious that I will soon starve to death. I'm not single. I'm just dating myself. No one knows me better and it's better for my health I'm fine, and myself and I Putting in the time, yeah We're gonna make it work I'm not single, I'm just dating myself No one knows me better and it's better for my health I'm fine You
20: know, one day people would look at you and say Be
21: careful with her She overcame everything that was meant to destroy her
20: that people would love. No,
9: you don't need nobody. You don't
1: need nobody. Mr. Mama. Mr. Mama.
6: generation of 50-year-olds?
14: Can't be I can see Shakira 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 eres tú Wow
19: Shakira 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 eres tú
8: I just drove down this highway. Listen, all I'm saying is it's not Show what
11: your
16: small business sells in seven seconds.
14: Hey, so here's a beautiful view. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Hey,
4: so. Tulips. Yeah, that's it. Slip sliding away.
2: Away. Hey, your music is great, and you need to get more exposure. That's where ArtistPR.com comes in. They can help get you featured and reach thousands of music editors. I'm laying in the bed right now, and I'm just like, you
6: know, maybe I should get out the bed and, and go do something off the bed. But I realize if I get off the bed, I'm going to be out there doing nothing when I could just be doing nothing in the bed. The funny thing about
20: strong people is that they don't need you. They choose
4: you. And
20: if you ever take them for granted, they'll be content without you.
4: The
19: funny
20: thing about
19: strong... I don't care what's going on. I'm going to promote my... (laughs)
16: Here's something I wish I knew. If you've been in a car accident in the past
6: few years, who is Jesus to you?
15: He's
16: my everything worth having. He's my king of kings, he's my lord of lords, he's my command.
9: yo, big wave!
19: Inside,
16: JW. My bestie and
19: your bestie sit down by the fire. Your bestie says you want parties, so can we make this place go higher? Talking about head now, head now, head now, head hey
18: hey now. I go, I go, I Let's talk a little bit about Generation X.
15: The gen- Nine months ago, I bought a Walmart done-for-you store just to see how it would go. So my first seven days, I did over 16,000. In 14 days, I did almost 46,000. Then things got interesting after 30 days where we did over 93,000. My store has done over 260,000 in sales so far for the year. Lunar Automation is the company that built this store for me. The best part is they follow Amazon and Walmart's terms of service, so your account won't get suspended or terminated. If you want to see how it works and how you can get your own store, click the link below. Nine months ago, I can buy some flowers.
19: Write my name in the sand. Talk to myself for hours. Say things you don't understand. Mm-hmm. I can take my sympathy. And I can hold my head. Yeah, I can love me better. I can buy myself flowers, write my name in the sand, talk to myself for hours, say things you don't understand,
5: I can take myself dancing, and I can hold Talk to myself
19: for hours Say things you don't understand I can take myself dancing And I can hold my head Yeah, I be you can love can people What else
4: happened?
11: You didn't like that bang, did you? No, I don't like it at all. You talk first? Tell me what you think. What do you think?
4: <laughs> yeah, that's what I think too.
11: <laughs> Have you been in your cage lately?
4: Yeah?
1: You'd rather
11: be out. See, the other birds can't get out, but you can. You can be out all the time because you don't bite. See? Does your dog bite? No, my dog does not bite, but that is not my dog.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs>
11: That's what I think. Yeah. You are adorable. What else
5: happened? You didn't like that bang, did you? No. out. You'd rather be out.
11: See, the other birds can't get out, but you can. You can be out.
2: You and me? It's a forever kind of thing. I don't want to subscribe.
1: I subscribe.
11: Doing... Would a candle shop smell nice if it burned down? <laughs> Please stay away from candle shops. Don't you dare <laughs> sounds normal, but do not you dare sounds weird. Don't you do not. Why? <sighs> if you replace the W and what, when, and where with a T, you answer those questions. No, it it does. We are devolving as human species. Think about it. Written language started off as hieroglyphs, a bunch of pictures, right? And then it became more complex. And now it's pictures again. Emojis are hieroglyphs. Clapping is just hitting yourself a lot because hmm. you like something. Olive oil is made from olives. Peanut oil is made from peanuts.
4: Where does baby oil come from?
11: Honestly, I don't want to know. Do caterpillars know they're going to turn into butterflies, or do they just build themselves a coffin and are pleasantly surprised days later?
1: Does <laughs> this make sense? <laughs> can
11: shop smell nice if it burned down? Please stay away from candle shops. Don't you dare sounds normal. But do not you dare sounds weird. Don't
19: you do not... Leave me alone. Please leave me alone. Leave me alone.
21: Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Please leave me alone. Leave me alone. Please leave, me alone. leave me alone. Please leave me alone. Leave me alone. How would you like to become
17: the next financial radio personality to be able to... Shh.
9: Stop trying to tell me what to do. I don't listen.
19: Shh. Morning, Riley. Do you have a bus stop thought for the day? Yes. Every time you have a worry, just pray to Jesus. Hey, yo, big wave. on the mic It's time
3: I my, side, JW. my bestie and your bestie. First impressions aren't based on looks. They're based on confidence. The minute you see jealousy in a friend, get rid of them. Less is more when it comes to makeup. Starving yourself just leads you to overeat later. Don't let someone isolate you and become the only person in your life. Stop asking everyone else their opinions. Find someone you respect and can always laugh with. Stop bragging that you don't sleep. It's not cool. Being clutter-free in life gives you so much clarity you won't be owned by your possessions. Don't dismiss the little things in your relationships that bother you because they probably won't change. Don't forget to leave things that aren't serving you. You've got to make space for that other opportunity. Sometimes it's okay to treat yourself to something new. Who are the five people you're around the most? Those are the people who are going to inspire your habits. Dogs are always better
9: than anything. Hey, guys, I'm so happy. Leave me alone, please leave me alone. I'm going to suck your blood. I can get you featured
12: at Fox, NBC, and CBS in the next 24 hours. DM us to get published.
1: Leave me alone, please leave me alone. Leave me alone, please leave me alone. Wait, I do.
4: Mm -hmm.
9: Then you got the nerve to be intelligent, a hustler, and drama-free. Damn, you are so beautiful. Then you got the nerve to be intelligent.
19: I'm very proud of how I look. Yes, I am high maintenance, but I think you got to be. And frankly, I enjoy it. I'm very
11: proud
2: of... Building a community is hard. Here's a
6: really good picture of...
21: It's me, hi, I'm your bestie,
6: it's me.
7: You might as well cut me off. Mm. Cut me off, what? You might as
19: well. I can buy myself flour. my name in the stand. Talk to myself Hearing about this
6: I just found out that continue to share use- your pets beautiful eyes <coughs>
1: See about what's going on with Trump going to fucking jail. Oh, ah, getting arrested together six hours ago. Kevin McCarthy and George Santos. That'd be fucking great. Stop threatening me with a good time.
21: Don't buy solar panels. Seriously.
1: There is a no you don't, don't buy solar if panels.
13: If you're thinking about buying solar
21: so folks one of the things I've said before and I'm going to keep on saying is that I have a really bright that's often ahead of the curve on some of the biggest stories and one thing many of you were saying even before I fully caught on was how the liar from Long Island's criminal and political scandals were not his own in isolation yes George Santos bears ultimate responsibility Mm -hmm. for all of the terrible things he's done and may still be doing but he didn't do it in a vacuum and indeed there was big complicity from major forces within the GOP above all the Ah. new speaker the Spino speaker in name only Ah. Kevin McCarthy because he knew every step of the way or at least at one point relatively early on that Santos was doing shady if not illegal things and not only did he not try to stop it it certainly looks like he did his best to cover it up because he knew he was going to need that seat to keep control of the House, and when it came down to it, he needed Santos's vote to actually become Speaker, given that Santos was loyal to him and wasn't in, you know, the group of 20 dissenters and all of that. But that means that the criminality of Santos has permanently tarred and feathered Kevin McCarthy And these two guys are officially going down together. When all is said and done, they're getting arrested together, guys. And this is connected to some new analysis, really driving the point that these two guys are together, but also a big development. Ah! Maybe the single most purely criminal development in the entire Santos scandal thus far and proof that this is the sort of thing that McCarthy was helping to cover up, or at the very least, purposely look the other way on. First, we start with a little bit of irony. I just want to play this. Santos complaining about crime in his district, when he (laughs) might be the single biggest crook in that district.
20: Mr. Speaker, I rise today to honor the brave men and women of the Nassau County Police Department. Mm-hmm. Last week, the Nassau PD arrested eight men in New York's 3rd Congressional District who are said to be part of an organized death group from South America. Mm-hmm. While I am grateful to their ongoing commitment to preventing these acts of violence, but for suburban New Yorkers in New York's 3rd Congressional District, we are seeing a major uptick in crime. In Nassau County alone, a reported 7,394 crimes have been recorded in 2022. American. This includes grand larceny, burglaries, and vehicle theft. Recently, I spoke with New York, uh, with the NYPD's Commanding Officer Assistant Chief Kevin uh-huh. Williams of Queens to discuss the potential protests in response to the unfortunate events that have taken place in Memphis. I would like to personally extend my support to Assistant Chief Williams and his team during this time of uncertainty. While peaceful protests may occur nationwide, we should also offer our support to the brave men and women of our local law enforcement. It is my commitment to support good policy that will provide both the training and resources that our local law enforcement requires to keep our community safe. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I yield back.
21: Look, I just had to start with that. I wanted to have a little bit of fun. I just think it's really ironic that Santos is like, oh, crime's a big issue in my district. And that's what he ran on. The reason he won a Biden district is he leaned into crime's a problem, Democrats aren't doing enough about it. All of it BS, because Republicans don't want to solve crime, if we're being honest. But the point is, that's what he used to win, but he's the one under criminal investigation. The average poor person, whatever, isn't under criminal investigation, He is. He's the criminal threat in the third district of New York. But we have to get to Why this includes McCarthy, these new scandals, why McCarthy is trying to bury George Santos to protect himself at this critical juncture. Because remember, it's no coincidence that they had a secret meeting, McCarthy and Santos, and then right after that, less than a day later, Santos came out and said he's choosing to step down from committees. This is a sign that McCarthy is doing this because he fears prison for himself, but also political consequences.
14: Every one of them would tell you that lying is inexcusable as they were lying ah. themselves um, you know that that interview does nothing for me. I think the thing that really jumps out is the combination of him uh, withdrawing from his committees in conjunction with that poll, saying that the vast majority of voters want him to resign. And we've heard over and over from Speaker McCarthy, Elise Stefanik, other members of the leadership, well, let the voters decide, let the voters decide, and they voted for him. But I'll give you an example. That's like...